day. Welcome here to Sports Stars. It's time for the Fair Green, our weekly feature with a past or present player. Looking at their career so far, their hopes for the future. And then they get to make or break lifelong friendships when they name their Fantastic Four. Well, my very special guest this week is an ambassador for Waterford football, not just in what she achieved on the field of play, winning 15 All-Ireland titles at senior level between county and club, but has also rolled the sleeves up and put the work in the background, helping to develop the future footballers from the county that no doubt will reap benefits down the line. She is also a history maker in Crow Park as well and so much more to talk about. Of course, I'm delighted to be joined by Waterford's number 12, Katrina Casey. And first, Katrina, welcome to the Fair Green. Thank you very much, Darren. Katrina, we're going to talk about Waterford and your career on the field of play in a bit, but as I mentioned there just in the intro, you have worked in the background. You've been, I know you were involved with the minors very, very recently. I don't know if you still are or not, but you've been in academies and helping bring these future players through. Waterford, for me, is a county. Maybe at times I expect more from them at the moment, but no doubt there is a pool of talent and a game plan going forward that we will see this Waterford team get more competitive over the next couple of years. Uh, I certainly hope so, Darren. Um, yeah, just before the pandemic there, I would have felt that on a, on a given day, uh, Waterford, the Waterford senior team could compete with anybody um, on, on their day. Uh, you know, the competition is very uh, high now um, and it's just really important that they, they kind of keep up there and, and, and keep in touch with the, those teams that are leading that are, that are leading the game at the moment. Um, there's plenty of talent. There's lots of underage work going on. And... Um, Hopefully, uh, there are, uh, you know, good days, really good days to come. Yeah, because they're they're always competitive, and maybe I'm worded wrong in the intro too. It's just there's supposed to come up the wrong side of the of some of the big games in recent years. This is of course at senior level, but as you mentioned as well, but the underage, like the under fourteen final result, will be known by the time this podcast goes out. But Waterford are there as well. Um, you were involved with the minor t- the minor team, the under fifteen academies as well too. Like so, the signs are good, and of course now with the with the new official home ground and all that as well, that's only going to be a massive benefit for Waterford in the future absolutely it's an exciting time and hopefully you know the venue goes ahead um and that would give uh, players in the county you know something to really aim for um in the future um you know it, like i said competition is very tough uh but the main thing is as well that the girls that the girls out there are, are enjoying themselves and, and enjoying the days enjoying being players uh, and competing as best they can and that is equally important too you know at the end of the day which people will look at results compared to teams gone by and all that but it's about going out and enjoying the football being competitive and getting out there both for club and county as well of course we're not just talking inter-county of course you're involved with Bally McCaffrey they have been in the background as well and we've seen that there's still big players in Munster even if more than Abbey are probably just the curse of them at the moment but again the players come back every single year like 40 county titles in a row that's an unbelievable achievement for the club uh, it sure is. Ballymac had, had a recent commemorative event there to celebrate um, the county final of 82 uh, and the 40 years uh, since. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a credit to Ballymac that, that they've, they've been there and they've remained at, at the top of the game in the county and that they've, they've continued to pursue for honours at Munster, at Munster level. Um, Unfortunately for them, they've come up against Moran Abbey, uh, uh, you know, on a couple of occasions and have almost gotten there, have been very, very close um, and hopefully will continue in the years ahead to, to compete, um, to be up there uh, uh, and, and um, to, to continue to lead in the county. Getting there is the one key thing as well. As you said, eventually our result will turn around and who knows the fortunes overall could push forward. See, we're talking about Bally McCabry. Let's start there. Um, it's it's a football stronghold. I know I, I don't even need to talk to yourself. I can just ask anybody in the country that too. The wonderful work, the wonderful success you've had over the years. Your earliest memory of playing football, getting involved with the club? Um, well, my background is, is a little bit different from most of the others, uh, Darren. Um, I spent my childhood years in Yall in East Cork and uh, I went to school in Clashmore in West Waterford. Um, and uh, around about the time, say the early 80s, uh, coming up to 86, I wouldn't really have been very aware that um, that uh, football was, was taking off around the county. Uh, I do have some memories of, of playing in Clashmore, and I, I absolutely loved kicking a ball around uh, f- from the days that I was a very, very young child. 
what was going on in the bigger picture, I was sort of unaware of. Um, and I remember playing for Clashmore in the early 80s sometime in a county final around 84 or 85. Um, I was very young at the time. And in the years ahead then, um, say in 86, I, I wouldn't have played with Clashmore in 86, uh, but I had been, um, I had sort of been spotted, I suppose. I had I had been given, people had looked out for me and looked after me and saw a way for, for me to um, continue to play. Um, and th that's how I um, I managed to land up in Ballad Macabre in 86 for that uh, championship campaign um, and got involved at that stage. Now, I hadn't, at that stage, I wouldn't have had my first own pair of football boots, Darren. I would have worn somebody else's. So I was very much sort of, landed there and loved it from the minute I got there. Um, played in that first championship game against Cork. Um, played in the next game against Kerry. They were tight games. Mario O'Ryan got a game against, got a goal against Cork. I remember the next game was against Kerry. Uh, and then Mayo and a lot of the older girls, um, you know, were encouraging me at that time. It was all new to me. And suddenly I found myself in Crow Park um, in the September, in the October, early October of 86. Um, and sort of that's where my um, that's where a lot of uh, what happened afterward began for me. That's where I really sort of became a, a footballer. Uh, up to then, I had been playing um, lots of other sports and loved them all. But from then, um, football became my main my passion. Um, I absolutely loved it. Uh, I didn't play. Uh, I played the championship for Watford in 87, but wouldn't have played league until 88. So, and would have played for Ballymac in 87. The first time I would have played for Ballymac would have been um, the club seven, the club sevens in 87. Um, so a lot of people uh, in West Watford, um, wonderful people um, sort of mentored me um, as part of Clashmore. And then as an individual as well, um, say the late, um, John Horton and the late Eamon Lumberton in Clashmore, the late Jim Fitzgerald, they found ways for me to be involved. Um, they found ways to keep me playing in those sort of early, late teen years. And that's the that's how I found my way, um, um, you know, to being involved in Waterford and and then to becoming a Ballymac player. Uh, so that's 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 how I um, became involved, Darren. And from then, you know, I, I had a wonderful time. I got wonderful opportunities. Um, uh, opportunities came my way. I, I loved it all. Absolutely loved it. It was where it was what I wanted to be doing. So things fell into place for me. I was very lucky. And even just there, Katrina, before, because 86 sounds like such a roller coaster year, let alone we go into 87. But as you're saying there, you're playing with Clashmore, you enjoy the football, but like it wasn't, you know, one of the time it was one of your favourites because you were playing other sports as well. And could we have been at this like sliding doors, crossroads place where if somebody hadn't picked you out or opened up the opportunity that came through Bally McCarthy and onto Waterford, that you might have gone another path and maybe played another sport? Yeah, of course, um, Darren, people made lots of sacrifices for me, um, you know, in terms of making sure I got to training, um, bringing me home afterwards um, in Ballymac. I would have turned up on Sunday mornings and um, say after that, then, uh, you know, one of the girls would have looked after me. Um, one of their parents would have provided me with a meal. I would have gotten a lift back to Dublin. I had just started um I started college in Dublin in 87 um, and I didn't have a car until 94. So there was a lot of traveling. Uh, I depended a lot on uh, the late Patricia Butler was really generous and always looked out for me, um, provided me with lifts home uh, from Cleary's Clock on, on Friday afternoons down to Ballymacarbury and back on Sunday evenings. Uh, Marie Crotty was based in Dublin as well. Um, so uh, I, I I was blessed. I got a lot of support. Uh, Michael Ryan, um, you know, saw that I was looked after and gave me the bit of help I needed um, to be involved. Did you have your own pair of boots before the whole Ireland final in Crow Park in 86? I did, Darren. And I'll tell <laughs> you now, my first pair of boots was, was a pair of boots that I bought from a boy in uh, when I was in sixth class. 
And, uh, you know, it's amazing now to think of it, but I had seen the boys around me and I had seen the, I'd always watch out for the football boots, but I never dreamt that I could have a pair of my own. I never thought to ask anybody to buy me a pair of boots. Um, so that was my first pair. I bought them from him. He was a lot bigger and taller and stronger than I was. And I still had those bo boots in 86 for the first couple of matches I played. But by the time we had got to the gotten to the final, I had I had managed to buy a pair of my own and I had managed to buy a pair of my own uh, blue shorts. And I remember the older girls uh, in the car. It was Noel Murray's car. Um, I became president of the association later on. And some of the older girls in the car, you know, complimented me and remarked and noticed my boots, my new boots. <laughs> and uh, that the little things like that gave me huge encouragement, Darren. Because I know we're talking back to the 1980s, but even for younger listeners listening to it now, they don't realise, I suppose, because the game has taken off so much, especially in the last 20 years, that all these things weren't handed out to you when you're younger, like you might get now, like, you know, as you just said, you need to buy your own shorts, let alone your own boots. Well, that's right. And um, when I look back on all these things, though, they, they were all um, part of it and so worth, worthwhile. Um and they were, we supported each other. The older players very much supported the, the younger players and encouraged. Um, and that's always the way it was. They were very generous uh, to the younger players and looked after them. Um, and like I said, when I went to Dublin uh, again, uh, you know, I was given wonderful support. And we were a group up there um, and we really looked out for each other. Um, the late Trisha Butler, her sister Breed, Marie Crotty. I think Geraldine O'Ryan was there for a while. Noreen was there for a few years. Uh, people like Lorena Mooney and um, Olivia Condon, who, who played county with us as well. Um, so we very much supported each other and enjoyed every bit of it. So, And rightfully so, too. And even you mentioned Marie, and I'll ask you about Marie in a while. She's been on the show uh, as well, too. And some of the stories that come up from this great team that's played together over the course of the 90s in particular. But just before we go there... As we talk, it's a roller coaster. Things are happening so fast. Next thing you're gone from Clashmore to Ballymacabry to Waterford, you're suddenly in Crow Park. You know, I, I was there a chance to kind of take all this in at the time that in, in the space of less than a year, dare I say, that all of a sudden you're out on a field that if you'd give, been given probably a bit more time to think about, and maybe it was already a, a dream of yours to play, but at the, even a year earlier, it didn't look like the playing in Crow Park for a woman footballer was a, a feasible goal. Well, for me, I wouldn't have thought or dreamt it was a possibility because in my world, um, you know, it wasn't on the it wasn't really on the radar at all. Um, I actually went to school in Kerry. Um, my mother is from Kerry. I have strong Kerry connections. And I had spent um, I had spent my my secondary years back there and I had played a lot of basketball and that. So it was just to come home one summer and sort of to be in the right place at the right time. And to be given the opportunity, um, it all started from there for me. Um, so my story is a little bit different. No, whatever you have a car connection, a carry connection, it's not too bad. No, Katrina, and of course, Waterford primarily. I have, yes. Um, Your memory of that game against Wexford in Crow Park, that junior final, of course, it was the first ladies final to be played in Crow Park. History was being made, even though you probably didn't realise it was being made at the time, including yourself, but just taking the occasion first, you're there in Crow Park and it's a day that everything just seemed to go right. Uh, well, my memories are, uh, I think the weather was reasonably good. I was playing at number 12. Um, I had had a letter from Michael Ryan in the previous uh, week or two. I wouldn't have been at the, the, the squad training and he would have just stated in the letter that he hoped I was preparing and doing my best and doing my training, which I was. And then um, I don't remember feeling any pressure. There were older girls there. It was all very new to me. Um, the, there was a girl called Una McNamara playing in the right corner. On the left corner was Anne Dunford and Bernie Ryan was the full forward. Uh, you know, and I remember getting plenty of the ball. Uh, I remember there was a there was a lovely crowd, great excitement here locally, um, and a wonderful crowd, um, local crowd here from Clashmore, um, uh, and a huge Waterford crowd. Um, and I just I don't I, I scored early in the game. I actually got the first 
goal, but the ball came in from the wing, as I remember, from Una McNamara. And all I really had to do was just blast in front of me, straight in front of me. It was a perfect ball. It just sat up on my lap. And, and after that, then I, I sort of had the time out there on the pitch to wonder, had, had it really happened? I had the time to sort of take in what was going around me. And I had the time to just sort of look around and, and see what was happening and to see in particular the older girls and the way they were playing. And I just wanted to be part of that. Um, another memory I have is that Marie Crotty was the first Waterford All-Star that year. And um, a week or two after the celebrations, uh, a week or two after that, Noel Murray asked me, would I like to travel to the, the All-Star game? And I went to the All-Star game in Tralee and Marie was playing with the All-Stars and a number of the other Waterford girls were playing as, as replacements on the All-Star team. And I remember, I think it was in Austin Stacks Park in Tralee, just standing up on a bank and just watching all this in front of me. Um, and, and, and the great, they were playing Kerry, the All-Ireland senior, senior champions and just watching it all and um, being blown away <laughs> by it all uh, and just being so enthused and excited um, about the future, I suppose. Yeah, and the thing is, even though you weren't playing that particular game, you were part of all this now. You were coming into the circle. And dear, you're not just watching the Waterford heroes from your own team or even other players involved, which no doubt you would have been aware of some of these legendary Kerry names at the time. Uh, to be honest, I probably wasn't. It was in, in the next the next few years, Darren, I would have learned all about Kerry because... Uh, when we went up to senior then, um, the five years up to 91, uh, you know, we would have met Kerry. And at that time, there wasn't a back door or a side door or any way to get out of Munster other than to be Kerry. So we were, we got pretty familiar uh, with Kerry and we had wonderful battles. Um, I often thought back that in those five years between 86 and 91, we possibly trained harder and uh, than, than we ever did in any time after that. But maybe that's because there were lots of disappointments. Um, you know, the disappointment uh, of losing to Kerry in the summer was was huge. Um, though I do remember Michael Ryan would do his best really quickly to turn it around and to encourage us again. And I think that Michael understood at the time that we were building and building and learning and learning. And yes, there were going to be disappointments and there were big ones, but that we were get gradually, um, you know, getting stronger and stronger and that the day would come when when we when we came close enough, but the day would come when we would be able to, to match Kerry. And that day came in 91. Before that, as you mentioned, it all happened so fast. You're in with Waterford, you're watching all-star matches, but also you're in with Bally McCabry, which the, the connection between county and club is very, very strong with the representation. And you mentioned Michael Ryan and how good he's been watching out for you too. All of a sudden, not just you want this Waterford journey, but all of a sudden, Bally McCabry are starting a major journey of their own. Uh, well, that's right. And I mentioned there that the first... Um time I played with Ballymac was the All-Ireland Sevens in 87. As it happened, um, my parents brought me to Dublin that weekend. I was about to start college. And um, so I was part of that first, uh, th that team. We won the Sevens that day. And again, there was huge learning there. I remember that the final was level. It finished level. Um, and we went on to win in extra time and a girl called Mona Fitzpatrick got three points, one after the other, and that gave us the victory. And days like that, um, I think brought us on, Eugie, the experience, um, you know, those days are tough days and you learn how, you, you learn how to survive on tough days and tough games and things like that. And it builds up resilience and it builds up character um, I remember the day Trisha Butler had a, a big box of sandwiches there for us. Um, uh, I remember Bridget McGrath was very much part of all of those those years as well um, and gave massive support to me. Um, Marie was there and I stayed on in Dublin then for that first week in college. And I, I remember Marie going around. She gave me a sightseeing tour of Dublin on the back of her our motorbike the first <laughs> week as well so um, and that was the easy intro into the, before the training sessions yes yes yeah so that's um so that was that was 87 
Just, just cutting in there, Katrina, outside of being a teammate and being a real leading force of the Waterford football going forward, how much of an influence on your career personally would you describe Marie Crotty? Because we talk about training sessions and we talk about the work in Dublin as well as on the field of play, but she was a big influence. You just mentioned about a tour of Dublin and the motorbike, but there was the training sessions that was playing as well. How big a role was she in your career as well as the journey of these two teams, Bally McCarpy and Waterford? Well, when I went to Dublin, um, I spent a lot of time with Marie. We travelled together on, on Sunday evenings uh, with the Butlers um, to and fro Dublin or going back to games from anywhere in the country. Um, I had many a dinner in her house, uh, served to me by her mother before heading back to Dublin. Um, I suppose I remember 91. 91 stands out. Marie was captain in 91. And that game against Kerry, I think I think we beat them in Listowel. Um, and Marie played centre field that day along with Bernie Ryan. And um, I think the belief that the pair of them had, uh, they, they showed extraordinary leadership to the rest of us on that day. I, I said to Bernie lately that it was like there was a wall behind me and the wall was not going to succumb on that day. Um, and all I did at Wing Forward that day um, was was look at what was happening pretty much in front of me because I knew we had to score to beat Kerry. I knew that what we did up front was going to be really important. But Bernie and Marie were so solid on that day. Uh, the belief was there. Uh, and, you know, Marie would often say that we, we went on that day to Listowel to win that game and we weren't coming away without it on that day. So, yeah, she had a huge influence. She, she was remarkably, she was a, a remarkably skillful player. Um, she did extraordinary things on the training pitch. She had, um, she could, she was a wonderful kicker from distance from play and she was also an extraordinary free taker. Um, so all of those, as well as, um, you know, a character that, that really encouraged and enthused the rest of us, uh, led by example, and there was always a sense of fun, a sense of mischief, a sense of fun. And, and you know, she was a great person to be around. Um, and the good days and the bad days as well, when people needed to be encouraged. And um, so, yes, she was a big influence. Yeah. And even there, before we go back, talking about your career too, because even chatting to Marie and she was bringing teams to the child community games and, and involved with coaching around the country, as well as this team while she was playing. You've done an awful lot of that too now, which called, especially since your career ended as well. And would that have been kind of an inspiration that you may have gotten from Marie Crotty to be given something back to the game? Sure. Um, yes, Marie was a huge inspiration. And so was Michael. Um, I, you know... It was all really exciting in those years, uh, Darren. Um, you know, there'd be articles to be read and the Observer, the Dungarvan Observer was a huge part of it. Um, and I would have collected up all of those articles. And then when I went to Dublin, um, you know, Michael put a lot of time into things like that. Um, and, you know, from, from his efforts, we got a lot of recognition. Um, and then after my years in college, I was out teaching myself and I had teams of my own. And I think, you know, I would have greatly sort of looked up to his example and the way he did things um, himself and Marie. And I would have looked to give um, all the girls and boys that I had on my teams, you know, the same opportunities, the same, you know, uh, giving them all their very best um, opportunity. So I definitely looked up to Marie and Michael, um, Bridget, people like that who were in charge of me and learned from them. Passing those values down that you're still doing to this day as well. 1991, Carrier beaten. I've talked to a few of your teammates already, but of course, at the end of the day, it's not Crow Park yet. There's still a bit of work to do, but the feeling I've gotten from other people in, in the squad, and you can tell me your thoughts now, is that you mentioned belief. And to beat the sure. greatest team to play is definitely at the time. Anyway, nothing could stop you now, providing you kept your focus and, and, and kept working hard. Yeah, I suppose it was a bit like having a weight uh, off our shoulders. Um, and the scene ahead was new. Whatever was going to happen was going to be was new and exciting um, for us. Um, and we really didn't have any, um, any fear or... You know, there was nothing weighing us down. It was all hugely exciting. Um, and the other thing about it was, 
um, we were pretty confident. I mean, any team that, that would have beaten Kerry on those days would have felt they were in with a very good chance. Um, so it gave us huge uh, confidence, absolutely. And now I, I do remember as well that I think between the time we beat Kerry in the championship and the game in Croke Park, I think we would have met them again in the league final. And the first day would have been a draw. If I'm correct, um, we would have drawn with them. We would, we would have been missing a couple of players on that day because Anne Fitzpatrick and Regina Burns, I think, were injured. But the second day, I think they, they beat us. So that wouldn't have been too long before the day in Croke Park. And there we were. We, we had top-class preparation going into the, the meeting with Leash. Uh, so we were brimful of confidence on that day. And you saw it that way too, because like for some teams, even a, even a league final loss in the middle of the championship could derail a bit or put the doubt back in. But as you just said there, you knew you were taking on a top team. You were going toe-to-toe with them and you actually took the positives out of that despite the disappointment of uh, losing that league final. Absolutely. I mean, it was all about championship. I mean, it's wonderful to get to league finals and it's wonderful to win leagues. But at the end of the day, you know, that big day in Croke Park, um, senior championship final, that's where we wanted to be. Yeah. And it was Leash, it was 1991, and when they just settled in the final whistle blue, Waterford were All-Ireland Senior Ladies Football Champions. What goes, what goes through your mind thinking back now? Well, that was a very sweet moment because it had taken us five years since 86 to get there. And I suppose we realised as well that, you know, maybe we'd have one chance at this. I, it might not it might take a few years to get back again, if ever. And so we were determined to seize the moment. And it went well for us from the beginning. Um, I, I have very sort of sweet memories of afterwards and Marie's speech. Um, and it was all hugely exciting. Um, I can't, uh, wait till we see. Um, yeah, there were a lot of scores in that game, I think. Um, there were a lot of goals in that game. Um you know, um, I think we scored about five and they had three. There wasn't, we definitely, uh, you know, had to had to work for that game and had to work very hard. I think Anya got a goal early on. I, and I think um, maybe the second one I got it. And I think um, Noreen Welsh put it on a plate for me um, and I, I managed to slip one in. And I think we might have been ahead at halftime. Um so there, there was massive excitement about it. Um, yeah, and it was wonderful. And as I said, it had taken us since 86 really to, to, to build up to that day. And I played on, I played with superb uh, players, Darren. I was really, really lucky. We had a fabulous balance to that team. Um, and we were we were kind of established as well. A lot of us had been playing with a while. Um and we, we had great friendship, we had great bond um, and all of those things, um, you know, they they contribute massively when you get to a final and when you need to really work together. So, But you said there too, you were on a journey, even for most of you, you were young in 86 and a few yeah. came in in the meantime as well before the golden run of the 90s came. It was that journey and... I've no doubt the homecoming from Listowel was great, but this was the All-Ireland final. And what yeah. do you remember of that night or the following day when you actually got back to Waterford? Uh, oh, the, the homecoming was massive, uh, Darren. It was wonderful um, in Dungarvan. But I suppose a very sweet day after all of the All-Irelands, a very sweet, um, it's always the, sort of the time after and the morning after and the feeling when you wake up in the morning, the feeling of complete kind of satisfaction and joy and, um, you know, that it's done and that you've, you, you've done your best. The team ha- have done their best and, and, you know, the achievement that the achievement has been done. Um, and, you know, it's, I always took the two days after all irons off and same in 91. Um, that's just a wonderful, it's just a wonderful feeling. It's just, you can't beat it, to yeah. be honest. And, and you're right too to try and take it in at the time because often sports people say it's at the very end before they fully appreciate it. Maybe that's still the case, but at least you get an opportunity to take it in because you don't know, like it's grand, we're talking here about 15 All-Ireland senior titles plus the rest, but you, of course at the time you don't know that. This could have been the only day sure. that you yeah. would have had this at, at the time. 
as things would stand, you were flying at a club level. Um, you beat me own St. Grellens in the 1990 final. You were on for another All Ireland club title in 1991 with Bally McCabry. 1992 is the same thing again. The county do the business in Crow Park against Leash, and you beat Rockford's Bridge again for fifth All Ireland club title. It, like, needless to say, Katrina, football is is very very busy, but an enjoyable hobby. Oh, life is very busy, and football is very busy, and there's a lot of travelling, and it's all wonderful. Um, yeah, I, I suppose uh, 92, the Kerry game in 92, the championship game was a big, big game really because uh, we had managed to beat them in 91. But if we were going to kind of keep going and keep on our journey, uh, you know, we were going to get a, a huge response from Kerry in 92 and um, we prepared as best we could Um and I remember the game was played in the Fraher Field in Dungarvan under torrential rain. I'm sure most of the other girls you've spoken to will remember this one as well. Um, so it was the kind of a uh, day that, you know, the kind of an evening where, you know, mistakes happen. Uh, very greasy ball. It was going to be low scoring. So were we going to have enough to, to beat Kerry again? Um, you know, it was a huge game in in the whole, in the whole how things would have, like if we had lost that game, um, it probably would have set us back a bit. It was like a coming um, of age match, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. And um, now I remember just before the game, I think Anya was injured. She had a cast or she had a wrapping on her wrist or her arm. And um, so she had, that hadn't long been removed. Um I remember, I think Anne Fitzpatrick was at centre-back and had a stormer on Mary Jo. And Noreen Welch was one that had a massive game that night out at centre-field um, on a very, very wet evening. Um, so again, we had to stand up and we had to be resilient if we were going to overcome this Kerry challenge. Um, and we did kind of just about enough. I think we won on something like eight points to 1-1 one, one on that evening. Um so, you know, Kerry hadn't gone away. They, they were still very much there and they'd come back at us again the following year, Darren, 93, um, for another battle, a, a battle of the highest order um, played down in Kerry. And I suppose um, we'd had two huge years in 91 and 92. And in 93 then, I think there was just a point in it at the end of that game. And it was a game we could have and probably should have won. Um and I, I remember myself in that game that I, I I did make a mistake coming close to the end. I went for a ball. I should have. I thought I had one. Absolutely thought I had one. And if I had, I was would have would have been in a pretty dangerous position. But I didn't want it. And I was always amazed that Marion Doherty won that ball and came out of the defence with it. And anyway, they beat us by a point on that day. So that that was um, that was a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but even as you're saying there, that had happened in 92, it could have had more implications. but at least sure. in 93, he felt sure. established and while you sure. were disappointed, yeah. it, maybe not thinking this at the time, it gave everybody a chance to reset because again, as much as you're enjoying this and success, you know, brings it on more, it's still constant going for two and a half years at this stage and you proved your credentials coming back in 94 and getting back on the, ro- on the road. Anya Wall, you mentioned there as well, you did a great, you did a great um, partnership yourself and Anya Wall, you'd be normally outsider as well but like in the 94 final stands out in particular there where you both set each other up for goals Right um, your memory is better than me on that that one now Darren I have to say uh, yeah look I think um, yeah we had a great understanding um, I preferred the open space of the wing and being out around centre field and I, what I really liked about the game was Fiona Crotty and Claire Ryan. I like to, to float around um, outside. That was um, I like to be involved. That was you were, were kind of known and even introduced you as the number twelve. It actually feels a bit weird when you won an All Star in ninety seven as number fifteen. Was number twelve just was it a jersey you were just handed on day one in eighty six and you pretty much made it your own? Well, uh, yeah, that that's the first jersey I was given. Um, I played most of my football in jersey number twelve, and I absolutely loved it. Um, I played the odd game maybe at full forward or corner, but never very much. Uh, and at one stage, Michael Ryan tried to make a defender out of me, but that just didn't work. Um, I didn't have the kind of mentality that you need for that, or maybe the hard work, I'm not sure. But um, I love to roam around. Um, I liked to 
take the ball from people. And then I, I like to kick. I like to kick and to find people where they could do damage. And that's that's what I um that was that was what gave me sort of a buzz about the game. Really, I. I love the game. I often used to think about it afterwards and the movements that we created on the pitch, um, you know, and the art, if you like, that that's involved in that. That sort of intrigued me, Darren, to be honest with you. Um, there were better finishers. I didn't need to be in there uh, all of the time. Um, and there were other people that were more comfortable in, in tight space and tight corners. Um, so I was very happy to do my bit. And the great thing about our attack in the 90s with that was that we had a, we had a balanced attack. We had... We, between us all, we had, we had different uh, strengths. Um, you know, you had Geraldine there at centre forward. You had the strength. Um, you had the hands. And then you had Anya inside, who was a powerful finisher and who could operate really well in, in tight space. You had danger from the corners, like from Claire. Um, you had a left, a sweet left foot from Fiona. So um, we had a lot of kind of options and a lot of threats. And, and between us then... Um, we were all perfectly happy to sort of have quiet games when other people were kind of doing the work inside and and that. So that's the way it was. Well, I believe in Katrina, you still contributed in that particular season, 94-2-2 over the three championship games. And of course, yeah. uh, the Anya Walls, which kind of like built their reputations based on the supply of ball that, that was coming in. But as you mentioned there too, is getting out involved in the play too is, was the most enjoyable part. And you played your part in that success. And of course, in 1995, there was another All-Ireland, but there was um, <laughs> these little upstarts from Monaghan starting to come in and rain in the parade a little bit and knock the ship off again slightly. Um, well, if I remember correctly now, that the 94 final was much closer than the 95. Um, I think we were very well prepared for 95, um, if I'm correct there. Uh, yeah, 95 Darren. was like the perfect and, performance, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I think en route, we had had a really good um, semi-final, uh, really good performance. I think it might have been against Mayo uh, in one of the kind of games that I feel was one of our best ever kind of performances. Um, so... Yeah, I, I then I suppose, you know, I, I I was delighted then to get the chance a little bit later on then to move out to centre field for a while, you know, um, and that's where I was in 98. I'm not sure where I was in 97, but in 98, I went out to, to centre field and, and enjoyed a different challenge. And by then I was taking the freeze. Um, Marie had retired and I was taking the freeze. It was lovely to be um, always sort of involved. That was another, um, you know, it was a challenge. It was a responsibility and I really enjoyed it. You mentioned there Marie as well and just going back to 1997 for a moment. Monaghan, of course, had got that victory in the semi-final in 96 and of course then in 97 um, there was the, the late game as well but over the course of that season Marie Crotty had picked up an injury too and she was doing the training sessions with yourself and Lorena Mooney and Noreen Walsh as well too. The fact that she couldn't do those at the time like I know you were trying to juggle living in Dublin and playing for the club playing for the county you got dropped to right for the monster final against Clare, if I, I remember. And like, was it difficult to keep this thing in the road when Marie wasn't there pulling the strings, I suppose, in Dublin? Oh, um, you're referring to monster final against Clare, and I was dropped, isn't that right? That's I, right, yeah. That's if, right. if I may, yeah. information's right, yeah. Myself and Noreen Welsh, I think, uh, the pair of us. And I suppose what I w- would have felt, um, you know, we were probably trying as hard as we ever did, um, Darren, but when you're playing a long time like that and you know um it can be difficult sometimes to keep the keep the form up um you know to always be at your best and maybe our form had dipped a bit and Michael saw that um and he was correct to you know to land us out on the sideline for a while um and I suppose my response uh to something like that would would be my natural instinct would be you know that I need to work harder and I don't think that's always the best um, policy because Noreen's was very different. She decided that both of us needed a holiday. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> that would sound like so, Noreen, right? <laughs> so I got a phone call from Noreen, and um, I, I sort of had a, a quick think about it, and I thought, you know, maybe she's right, and maybe that's what we do need to do to change our form. And um, a couple of days later, we were on the road 
uh, up to Belfast Airport in my red Fiesta. <laughs> and, and we were heading for, I think it was Rhodes or somewhere like that. Um, and we we had promised Michael that we would train, uh, which we did. Um, we did the training best. camp, really. We did our best <laughs> over there. We, yeah, we did our best. And then we arrived back and we came down to Ballymac on the, I think it was the Friday night. And Michael put us through a tough session and we came out kind of on the right side of it. I know myself that after the week off, I felt stronger and I ran hard that night. Um, and I'm pretty sure we got back training properly then with Marie and, um, you know, that we we kind of regained our, our kind of form and kind of got back on on, 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 on par again or on course again. So, well, Katrina, isn't it a good point though? And I know like the, the, the science people and the statisticians and all that are only starting to cop this now, but even that's a, a prime example of the importance of recovery because, you know, even at the time I'd imagine people didn't think, think this out fully as well, Where and you weren't even taking that until Noreen had suggested to go away, but you did the bit, you went away, cleared the heads, came back in, you were fresh and raring to go. We were fresh and we had 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 some time out and a bit of fun and um, it broke up the routine, I suppose. And that's an important thing as well. As much as I always loved football and training, um, it just broke up the routine at that time and um, gave us a break and gave us a bit of energy to, to get back again. Well, it was Mullins' year in 1997, 1998, Waterford came back. And of course, in the um, All-Ireland Club final, the same year against Portobello, Portobello, I think you were playing midfield that day, got a couple of points as well. Another great year for both club and county, two more All-Irelands won. I, I, I think it's fair to say there's no way you would have imagined this was the end of the journey. In regards to winning titles, I mean. Uh, no, that, that's that's a fair point, Darren. No, um, from my own point of view, I suppose I had been there a while. I'd been there since 86 and I haven't been given a, a chance to go out and play centre field. I definitely felt that maybe, you know, my time, I mightn't have many more years. Um, so I was out there with Martina uh, Orion for, for that year. It was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I gave it a lot. I absolutely gave it a lot that year. Um, and I remember the first day towards the end of that game, that drawn game, you know, I cramped pretty badly after that game. And then the second day, I was just beginning to cramp at the very end of the game. And, um, you know, it was a really tight game. And um, I think we 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 had been ahead by about after halftime by about six, I think it was six points and they brought it back to level. And then we kind of, at the very end of it, we we got another two or three and that's the way it finished. But I knew at the end of the game, I was pretty much heading for cramp again and I could see a ball that I, I should win or I should do something with or I should clear and I always low motion. It was either Siobhan O'Ryan or Noreen Welch came to my rescue and... Um, intercepted or dealt with the situation at the end of that game for me. So I think there were three weeks to the Portobello game and I was not really able to train those three weeks. I don't think Michael Ryan believed me, but really there was nothing there was nothing in my legs. I did very little. And on the the day against Portobello, I think we won comfortably enough, but I remember Rebecca Hallen had a super game that day and Noreen herself had a, had a wonderful game as well. So there were others that kind of rose to that challenge. I probably wasn't at my best on that day. Yeah. Would you got the job done and you would have planned around and you were still kept going for a while too but of course I've had conversations about 1999 and what if moments as well and it could well have gone Waterford's way too this course the Ireland final against Mayo 2000 he got back in a very impressive semi-final win against Mead got back into the final but again it was Mayo getting in the way was it the feeling then that the team was starting to break up? Well I don't think I ever really felt that the team was starting to break up but um I suppose there were changes. Um, you know, we had good players. We had had good underage success and we had fine players coming through as well. Um, I had had an injury in 99. Um, I had a place in search of my foot. So I was out for the All-Ireland final of 99. The injury happened in the semi-final against um, 
Monaghan in Parnell Park and I was out for that final and I was out for a lot of the the next year and it was it took a long time for me to to sort of get back but I I found it I struggled to get back to where I had been really Darren to be honest mm-hmm. um so I played in that final in, in 2000 um but I was taken off um as far as I remember in the second half of that I was playing I was marking a girl called Martha Carter uh, who was who had uh, you know way too much pace for me on the day, on that day, um, and uh, so that's pretty much that was pretty much me coming to an end. Um, anyway, um, so some of the others were possibly finishing up around the same time, but I never really felt um, our team was finishing because um, you know we got to those two finals against Mayo, and there was only a point in either of those, so I didn't really. I didn't really, I, I, I felt that we were very much, um, you know, at the top um, still at, at that time, you know, so. Um, was, I know it was your last final. Was that your last game for Waterford or how long more did you go on afterwards? No, that I can't quite remember. I do remember that in um, 2001, I wasn't involved in the county team and I went to Australia but I spent a lot of time in Australia on the phone <laughs> finding out how the girls were getting on. I found it hard to be away from the setup, but at the same time, I didn't really have much. I felt I hadn't much to offer. Now I did come back and, and, and uh, I played maybe a few of the league games. And I remember Michael gave me a chance. I came on and I played corner forward for a bit, um, but it just didn't really happen for me. And then um uh, I, you know, I wasn't, when you get to a certain age, maybe you can't go out and be good every day. You can maybe some days and then those days become less frequent. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, you're in trouble when, when, you know, you've lost a bit of speed and the bit of pace that you need to make opportunities for yourself and you get closed down too, too soon and that. So um, it's the same thing probably happened to me then with Ballymac. Um, we played Donamore. Um, I'm not too sure it was at a Munster club final. Uh, it could have been. And I was, uh, I think I was playing right wing forward on the day and I was being marked by Rena Buckley, um, who was you know, going to go on to be, have a fabulous career of her own. And she's actually a relation of mine. Um, so I was hauled off on that day. Um, so, and rightly so, uh, uh, you know, I really wasn't up to it. Um, so that was pretty much the end of my outfield um, sort of uh, play. But I did go back and I played in goal for Ballymac around 205, 206 um, in a sevens, a senior sevens. And then my last senior club game would have been, um, I think it was a Munster club final against Dunamore in Middleton. And I played in goal in 2006. I think that was um, Mike Irie, um was in charge of Ballymac at the time and he gave me a phone call and I went back for, for a while there and I played in goal. So that was the end of my senior. I did go back and play junior in around 2015, 2016, played in goal for um, Ballymac B team for two years. And that, that, that finished in 2016, Darren, and I haven't, uh, that's, that's me done. So. <laughs> that was my next question going to come. Were you still playing football now? No, Darren, no, no. Uh, my time is done. Um, uh, I absolutely love the game. I, I suppose if I have, you know, I'd like to be able to kick around for as long as I can because the joy of kicking around is is just second to none. Um, and uh, kicking around, I have lots of nieces and a nephew and I just enjoy um, kicking a football or holding a hurley. I like to be able to take up a hurley as well um, with them. Well, that, that brings us a chance to like to enjoy the game now. But what a journey! Even like just going up to all six with the Ballymac seniors, let alone to come back yes. in fifteen and sixteen as well, and so many memories. And Katrina, absolute pleasure to be here to share many of those with you today. Yeah. Just a couple of couple before we move on to the final segment. Of course, I didn't ask you about all stars too, and I know it's all about the team and and, and winning as a team too. But it, like for personal validation too, as well to pick up the four all stars that you've done. Three of them at number twelve. I know there was one in, in the corner forward as well, but uh, it's personal pride for yourself and for your family and close friends. Ah, uh, sure. Um, yeah. Look, I was always I loved the game. I was very. Ambush, ambitious always to to be the best player I could be. So, you know, to receive All-Stars uh, was really the icing on the cake. But just to be a member of a fabulous team, a fabulous group of players, 
was more than enough for me and Darren. Um, so I have wonderful memories um, and I played with fabulous players, absolutely fabulous players. I, I was privileged and blessed. Um, uh, and, you know, a huge part of that was Michael Ryan. I often, um, I he often sort of, I was often intrigued by, you know, his enthusiasm and his passion for the game. And I knew at the end of my days if that he could still convince me to to train hard and, and that I would I would believe it. If he asked me to run to Donegal, I would have done it. I would have done anything for him, um, you know, uh, to, to, to be a better footballer, to, you know. Uh, so he had a huge part. He was there for all of my Watford days um, and most vast most of my club days um so he has been a wonderful a fabulous influence and a great friend through all my 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 football days uh, a, a great football person full stop and hurling as well i read his autobiography one of the best ones i've read in recent times yourself um i've asked you about being involved with under eight helps in waterford and with Bally mccarpy are you involved in any team at the moment now uh, I'm 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 not Darren. I've I've been lucky enough to be involved as a selector with Ballymac in recent years. Um, I suppose my involvement isn't as great, isn't as big as I'd like it to be. Um, so I've been there with Mike Guyery and his um, team. I've also been there with Michael O'Sullivan and his team, and then with Michael Ryan in the last few years. Um, so I, I am keeping in touch, but I'm not as involved as I'd like to be at present. Uh, due to my circumstances, um, so um, so I'm ke- I'm keeping an interest. I'm keeping in touch with the players, and you know I'll always I'll be their biggest supporter, Darren. If I can't be there, so. <laughs> uh, and I've no doubt we share many conversations about the current group and how they're getting on over the years to come. Sure, please God, please God. Katrina, absolute pleasure talking to you here on the Fair Green, and thanks a million for joining us. It's great to tell your story again from how football all of a sudden uh, took over to a wonderful passion hobby and the great success that you enjoyed about Thank club you. and county. And I, even again, and I have to apologise to everybody. I don't even think we've given the club uh, enough attention regards the success he had over the years but maybe we'll get a chance together to do that down the line now sure. we're not done with you yet we've one bit of business oh, to do done. before we wrap up and that is fantastic four in a moment yes. Katrina now is going to make a break lifelong friendships I'm going to ask you in a moment Katrina to name the two best players that you played with that could be club county college whatever your criteria you decide yourself and the two best players that you've played against so Katrina Casey when you are ready it's time to name the best player you've played with and why now, Darren, that's a very difficult question. I hope you have a bit of time to listen to this. Um, we'll make time. When, when, you, when you say the word best, um, you know, a lot of, so I, I think about, I think about the best leaders. I think about the, the most versatile um, players or, you know, I think about the fabulous defenders that we had. We had them in abundance. Um, so I think about all of those uh uh, people who played really well on the big stage and then people who did remarkable, extraordinary things on the training field that, that, that gave me kind of the wow factor going home after training, things like that. So um, so I, I suppose I'm going to I'm going to start uh, with Anya Wall. I don't think I, I can't look past Anya. Um, our, our careers sort of ran, uh, sort of spanned the same um she was pretty much there when I started and she was there as well at the end of my days. So we we sold her together through thick and thin. And when I hurt my leg in 99, I remember going up and staying in Anya's house um, in Honora's cottage uh, for a few days, um, you know. Uh, so, so she looked out for me then too. But on the field, we were very different players. And yet we we were on the same wavelength, I always felt. Um, she was incredibly focused in there, uh, determined, Strong, physically strong, um, brave, uh, good in tight space. And she took a lot of the maybe the pressure off herself or sort of off the rest of us, I should say. Great hands, um, was happy to take punishment, Darren, um, from defenders. Um, she had a remarkable speed over the first couple of steps. And, you know, I often saw her coming to win a ball and she had this way of winning the ball and turning in the same movement so a defender might have thought they had her and suddenly they were at sea and then the ball would be thunders she 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 kicked the ball forcefully and always kicked, kicked it with strength um 
you know, she had a real eye for a goal. Uh, she was a good kicker of a, a long distance ball too, but inside, um, you know, she was at her best and she was our focus. She was our target uh, for a good number of years. And I, I know maybe that um, I think Anya would have felt, felt the pressure of the big days, maybe a bit more than I did. But I, in a sense, I had a freer role out in the wing where there was a bit of space. Um, so, yeah, so Anya Wall, I'm going to pick there as 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 the best, my best. So a very deserving member of the fantastic four on your wall from Waterford too. And the two of you have mentioned as well through so much together. Anya is player number one, the second player you played with and why? Now I have a lot of difficulty with this one, Darren, because I could go for somebody like um Noreen, who was absolutely outstanding. If you think about 97 and our comeback, uh, and Noreen led it all from centre-back and nearly got us over the line. There was an awful lot of extra time that day. Um, if I think about the 92 game in Fraher Field, I think about the same. Noreen out at centre-field. Um, if I think about you know our defenders, you've, you've got to think about Siobhan and Martina and you know, they were just so graceful, um, wonderful feelers of the ball with impeccable timing at full back. Uh, people like Cleona Welch and Regina Burns are cornerbacks. Um, you know, you're, and then another thing I really liked about lots of the girls was they were able to transition in a way that I never was. So you had people like June or Anne Dunford, um, you know, playing in positions like corner forward and then creating themselves, you know, as centre fielders or cornerbacks or that. And that wasn't really me. But anyway, I'm going to go maybe from the big stage, Darren, and take it to the to the training field. Um, now, this girl that I've chosen, she was an extraordinary player on the big stage too, don't get me wrong. Um, and she was a top-class leader, but it was the things that I saw on the training field, um, saw her doing just bits of dazzling skill, things that I just gasped at. Uh, and so that's the, you know, you sit into the car after and drive home and just be kind of wowing at a bit of skill that I saw. And that's why I picked Geraldine, Geraldine Orion, um, our centre forward leader of our attack. Um, so fabulous kicker of the ball from distance, fabulous fielder, great vision. Uh, and those little bits of skill when we were just kicking around among ourselves, or I suppose, are the things that I remember. Um, as well as, you know, in one of those league finals, we played Clare, I think it was. Um, and it was a really tight game. I think we might have won by a point or something, but I remember Geraldine in that game. It might have been around 1998, I'd say. I think we played Clare in the league final round about then, and um, I think Geraldine would have got a massive chunk of the scores that day, and, and some of the things that she would have done were just outrageous. Um, so that's why I've gone, you know, for, for somebody who just did bits of magic on the training field, Darren, the big stage, but what happens on the training field I suppose we we spent far more time on the training field and, and the bits of magic that you see there, um, they sort of energize you and carry you along to the next day and the next training session. So that's why uh, I picked Geraldine. And of course, it's what happens in the training field leads to sparks that happen for the magic exactly. on the field. And Geraldine O'Ryan had plenty yeah. of magic on the field to play as well, a conductor, a visionary, as well as a score getter when exactly. needed as well. So we've yeah. on your wall and Geraldine O'Ryan. Now it's time, uh, Katrina, to pick the two best players that you played against. So the best player you played against and why? Okay, well, I'm I'm going to pick the two sort of um, in equal measure. I'm not going to put one above the other. Um, so again, I've sort of gone for players that I've 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 um, encountered myself, uh, Darren. Uh, early on, I spent a good bit of time out at centre field, and I, I, you know, came up against players like Hanora Kelleher from Cork, who was probably you know, never really achieved very much success, probably was finished before Cork success came along. Then there was Mary Jo, who, um, and Costello from Kerry and Mary Jo there, I remember when I was really young, who gave me a fabulous com compliment on the field one day um, about a score that I had gotten. Then you had people like Linda Farley and um, Monaghan, people like Christina Heffernan from Mayo, Claire Egan from Mayo, Juliet from Cork there. They were all centre fielders and I would have come up against those a lot. Um, Rena Buckley I came up against when I was at the end of my days in the beginning. So um, so the people I've gone for, um, the first one I've gone for is somebody I came up a lot again, against in my early days against those Kerry teams. And always at number five, you had Marion Doherty. 
Um, and I suppose I learned a lot from her. She was a tight um, defender. She was pacey. She was brave. She didn't like to let the likes of me too far away from her. So I had to learn, um, you know, how to kind of get away from her. I, um, I, I told you about, about all that she won and that I should have won. And I never know how she did. Um, so she was one of the backbones of that team. And she knew how to um, how to create opportunities for the, the top players that she had playing with her, the likes of Mary Jo, the Marina Barrys, the Lawlers up in front. So, you know, uh, I got plenty learning from Marina, Marion Doherty in those early years. The second person I've chosen is Mayo's Diana O'Hora. Uh, she generally played in the centre of the Mayo defence or on the left side. Um, so she was an excellent reader of the game. She has good hands, um, a very skillful footballer. I think she spent a lot of time in forwards uh, in later years. A kind of player that knew what you were going to do before you did it, Darren, who could really read situations very well, very effective. Would have, you know, admired a lot of her play. And Diana Hoare, another player just like yourself that's putting back to the game now as well with her involvement because they're at the moment. So, Katrina, again, it's been an absolute pleasure to share uh, your career and hopefully, as we said already, we get to chat again in the future. Your Fantastic Four, one last time. Anya Wall from Waterford, Geraldine Ryan from Waterford, Marion Doherty from Kerry and Diana Hoare from Mayo. Uh, I'm Darren Kelly. This was The Fair Green. We'd like to thank our very special guest one last time, Katrina Casey from Waterford. Thank you, Darren. Thanks very much.